0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number three of the Wired Nerdy Podcast. Doug, did you ever think we would make it to a third episode?
1: Number three. Doing good. I'm excited.
0: Awesome. I'm Keith. This is Doug. Uh, If you, hopefully you uh, have checked out our other episodes, if you haven't, they are on all of the major platforms, uh, including video, both on YouTube now and on Spotify. Cool thing about the video, we try to edit in cool stuff that we talk about. So if you have no frame of reference of the stuff that we come up with, we try to splash things on the screen for fun. Uh, Otherwise, you can enjoy the audio experience only as well. All the cool ways to view and consume. So we have... Uh, a decent size news segment. We, we started a segment last episode where we're going to review cool things that pop up in the news that kind of relate to stuff that we're interested in. So we've got a pretty good list here. And Doug, I'm going to let you, let you start off on this, uh, let you kind of launch us. What, what, what do you want to yeah. talk about first?
1: Uh, Yeah, the news section is pretty big today. I just started typing and kept going and going. Just so many cool things, so many hot topics are going on right now. But of course, I think we have to start with the uh, whole uh, balloon fiasco and maybe aliens and all that good stuff going on in the news. We won't spend too
0: much time on it, but so so here's the deal. Okay, I know it's been beaten to death in the news, but I got to tell a, I got to tell our listeners. It's funny uh, if you've ever seen Independence Day. There is uh, the guy played by Brent Spiner, uh, who played yep. Data in Star Trek: Next Generation. He's the scientist down in Area 51, Doctor Oaken, I believe. Look at that! Yeah, neat card out. I love it. So yeah. here's the deal. Doug reminds me of that guy simply because uh, this week when the news was breaking on this stuff, I mean, and I'll flash the meme up, but basically it's the meme of that doctor from Independence Day uh, saying, "What was the what's the quote? So much stuff has happened." Or the last twenty four hours. The last twenty
1: four hours have been very exciting, and then it <laughs> that- goes on. But <laughs> yeah. I've seen the memes of that, and he's right. I mean, news about fighter planes shooting balloons down, shooting things they don't know what it is down like cylindrical objects square objects so we live
0: interesting times so what do you think it is
1: uh so the the unknown objects i
0: have no idea um back it up for us explain for a moment uh how many events were there and the differences between balloons and unknown objects like what, what what happened give us the brief for those of us who have lives and work and don't listen to the news so I believe the first
1: thing that happened was the Chinese balloon. It went uh, from Alaska down through the Midwest, and then finally to South Carolina, they shot it down. And then that's kind of cool that you, you never – what I'm trying to say is you don't hear about a fighter jet shooting something down over U.S. soil. So, I mean, that alone is exciting.
0: That's true. That's so, true. Um,
1: a foreign power uh, spying on us, that's – uh, another type of show that I don't think that's our show. That's not but, our show. Uh,
0: yeah. Pretty uh, interesting. <laughs> well, and the, then after know, the, that. W- one thing oh. on that balloon thing. Uh, yeah. One thing I will say about that, what is odd to me about all of that, and we're not going to get into the political realm of things. We are not yeah. geopolitic scientists here, so I'm not going to even pretend to be. Uh, if you want to argue light side versus dark side or Star Wars versus Star Trek, this is where you come. We don't come here to argue politics because right. <laughs> yeah. we're not experts. However, one thing I will say on the technology standpoint, it is interesting that um, we have had supposedly for many, many years satellites, all countries do, that can see and zoom in so far in and, and read license plates. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's yeah. like, it's, they're so advanced. What would the advantage of a balloon be at a lower altitude if you can already see at that point? So, from a technology standpoint, it right. does fascinate me, but it is kind of boring compared to what you're about to say next. What else happened? Uh, so I believe after
1: that, uh, four objects were shot down, and I'm trying to get the exact locations because I don't want to misquote or anything. Um, I believe one was over the Great Lakes, one was over Montana, and then uh, two others, but I don't have the information in front of me at the moment. One was over Canada, I think in the Yukon or up there. So,
0: yeah, that's what interests me. UFOs. So.
1: Uh, that's a different show, but Area Fifty One, Aliens. Uh, I watch the X Files
0: a lot, so that's just well, that, interesting. It's far more interesting than than balloon spies. I mean, that's kind of kind of lame, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, the only thing's cool. There, there was a report, I think, I get it wrong, twenty twenty. Uh, it was at the tail end of when we were finally starting to get out of the pandemic, where there were uh, some footage that was released by the military of an unidentified flying object. And it was it was incredible. It was cylindrical. This thing was moving at an incredible speed. They couldn't detect mm-hmm. any propulsion. And that yep. has been, for all the conspiracy theories, now that has been a lot of debate because it's probably one of the most credible pieces of footage that was captured actually by equipment recently. And mm-hmm. then you had these other scenarios that have popped up. I did read an article recently that um, there's a there's been talks around the White House of having uh, to maybe address the – at least the unidentified objects. Uh, the, the hard part is it gets lost in the noise of the balloon stuff too. The fact that it happened in both yes. kind of time frames kind of com- confuses it. But, you know, but it's been an interesting topic for some time now.
1: Yeah, and to kind of wrap this up, we don't need to talk about it a lot. We know it's been all over the news. If you have uh, apps on your phones, news on the TV, You've
0: um, heard
1: NORAD um, – One of the senators released a statement that NORAD has never shot anything down in the 65 years. It's been an organization for the defense. And then last week, they shot
0: three things down. So kind of a big deal Did did they shoot down – were all three things balloons, or did they try to shoot Um, down one of the unknowns? I
1: don't know that they called them balloons yet. They called them objects, Mm -hmm. and uh, I haven't read any further. But I think they're still
0: objects and unknown to us. Wow. Okay. So, well, aliens are way more interesting. I've said for a long time that Yeah. Uh, we need a new would...
1: podcast about aliens and stuff. Uh,
0: well, I've always <laughs> said, you know, the thing about aliens is uh, if that's if that's legit, is that maybe that's the one thing that'll bring humanity together, let everybody just kind of finally get along, Absolutely. stop worrying yeah. about borders and stupid stuff and just see us as humans. So, you know, may we need we need a common enemy, like, like Starship Troopers. Remember that movie? Yeah. Well, do your part. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is so quotable. So, it is. It's such a great movie. All right, man. What else we have in list? Um,
1: well, uh, we have a bunch of trailers from the Super Bowl. A bunch of movies. Uh, one of the good uh, commercials that I saw was Tubi.
0: They had down the rabbit tu- hole. Uh, Tubi, like, like the free service, Tubi, the mm-hmm. streaming service. Yeah, they really uh, did it up in the Super Bowl. I must have missed that one. I, I tried yeah, to like watch a- all of them, so it was a Super Bowl commercial for Tubi, the free streaming service. Yeah, I believe there's two or three of them. One was rabbits. It looked like they were uh, actually
1: kidnapping people and dragging them towards a hole. But it's they're throwing you down a rabbit hole of shows and movies and stuff to watch. Really, it was kind of a cool concept.
0: Oh, now I'm going to look at it up. See, I, I totally missed it. I'm yeah, glad yeah. to do this. the one that caught everybody,
1: the one that really caught everybody, is it looks like you're actually scrolling through your apps on your TV. Mm-hmm. So I just looked out the wife was messing with the TV cause it pops up with all the apps. It goes to the Tubi app and it starts playing a show. Really? So oh, dude, it, it really got up? me.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's exactly. funny. Well, I'm going to check those out. I had not heard of that one. So, I mean, mine, the, the one that stood out to me, cause I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a major sports fan. I haven't followed football since the 90s, nor basketball. But uh, I love the Super Bowl commercials. I think it's cool how they tell a story in such a small amount of time. Absolutely, Um, yeah. It's marketing at at its peak, and some of them are very entertaining. My absolute favorite one this time, hands down, is I was a Breaking Bad fan of the TV show. And Pop Corners, which is a type of shit, had brought those characters back. Mm -hmm. And if you watch that show... Uh, you'll understand why it was so good. So that one was my favorite. I thought it was yeah. good. And there were some honorable mentions in there as well. What what other ones did you like? Um, that was pretty good. So I I shouldn't say what I liked. What I missed
1: was Budweiser commercial. No Clydesdales. No. Oh, the classics. Like the classics. yeah. So cool. Yeah, it was otherwise. Otherwise, it wasn't as strong of a it year. It wasn't as th- good. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then uh, the memes coming out about uh, Rihanna at halftime. Oh, about her uh, the best her one I saw was um, Super Smash Brothers, the different levels. Oh, of the fighting levels. And,
0: yeah, that was cool. I saw that. That was pretty funny. I saw that. There was somebody had yeah. Photoshop. They had those levels. If you've never played mm-hmm. Super Smash Brothers, the idea is you knock them off these levels. It's a Nintendo Switch game. She's standing at the top, and somebody had put Bowser, the bad guy from Mario, uh, in there and says, watch out, Rihanna. Bowser's coming. In yeah, or something we'll like definitely that.
1: have to try to get a picture of the meme up there so they can see. Yes, we'll do that. From, yeah. We'll do that.
0: We'll get it up there. See, you cool. keeping me honest. I appreciate it. Speaking hey, of Mario, go. let's go into movie trailers. <laughs> yes. What, what's up with that, man? Uh,
1: the Mario movie trailer came out. Uh, Chris Pratt is Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a lot of controversy. controversy about uh, <laughs> the original uh, guy from Mario
0: not playing the voice, which I agree with. It's so iconic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, it's different. That's for sure. Yeah. it's an odd move. Uh, and I see a lot of people making fun of it. Uh, I, I will say I think Jack Black is playing Bowser, the bad yes. guy. I do wow. like that. Wow, yeah. it sounds really, really good. So there's some positives in it too. Yeah. But it also it doesn't it doesn't fit. You're right, it doesn't make sense. There's a lot of people who have dubbed over uh the the original uh voice yeah. into the trailers. Uh yeah. so people immediately started making fun of it right away. So um what do you got on the list here? So one of the other trailers that I didn't, I don't know if it launched necessarily at like on broadcast Super Bowl, but it did did get released is if you follow any of the DC stuff. I and mean, I mentioned last episode, my my uh, interest in DC, which I'd love Marvel too. No, mm-hmm. no, no yep. hate there. I collected both as a kid, but yep. DC was always kind of my jam. Uh, the Flash movie uh, new trailer was released and was uh, posted by James Gunn. Uh, so, if you don't know, uh, this movie's been in development for a long time. Also, lots of controversy. The uh, lead actor, Ezra Miller, has been embroiled in uh, just tons of problems. I think it was I criminal think, I problems, heard he wasn't it? he got
1: arrested or got charged, yes. at the least.
0: Yeah. Yep, got arrested, uh, running across state lines, and just all kinds of crazy oh, stuff. Man. And a lot of people were calling for uh, the WB to Warner Brothers to cancel the movie part of it is, is that it was so far in development. So much money had been sunk into it. Mm-hmm. You know, all those reasons. Now they've had a change in leadership, uh, with the DC films and Warner brothers, James Gunn. uh, James Gunn. If you don't know him, he's actually from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, and which is unique because a lot of these place directors come from LA, you know, directly. Uh, but he, uh, is the writer director of guardians of the galaxy. And he has been made the vice president of DC films. The idea, being to bring him in because he's had such success with Disney and the Marvel properties is to try to have the whole DC universe be formed. Uh, before that was the director Zack Snyder. It's a lot of controversy there too. Uh, he had a lot of luck. Uh, a lot of people liked his stuff. A lot of people didn't. They felt it was too dark. All kinds of stuff happened with that. So, you know, Warner Brothers views bringing James Gunn in as trying to have one continuous universe. Now, Why that's important is because DC has been doing these one-off things where you will have uh, the Joker, the Batman, Batman by Matt Reeves. Uh, Joker was an offshoot. And those were all not tied together, not like Marvel. And they want to do what Marvel did and want to have one universe. Now, one advantage with DC is they have what's called the metaverse, meaning there's multiple universes, which was a clever idea came up by the comic book company because they're like, ah, we've done everything we can with Superman. You know, we want him to marry somebody besides Lois. You know, so they came up with the metaverse. And it allows them to reboot things. Well, they're doing that in the movie. And why that's important. This Flashpoint movie, at least in the comics. um, The Flash, the baseline story in the comics. And I don't know how close it follows it. um, The Flash ends up running so fast that he ends up breaking time. And that is monumental in the comics because it allows them to do all of these new stories differently. And the theory is, is that this movie will allow... DC to do that. But people are dismayed that Ezra Miller is still playing the Flash after all yeah. of the controversy. So that's kind of what's tied to it. But set all that aside, I didn't want to like it, but I really, really liked the trailer. Yeah. It looks amazing. It did look good. Yeah. Go check it out. Spoiler alert pause it if you haven't seen it. Go check it out. I'm going to let you pause. Yep. All right. Now I'm going to go ahead and say it. You get an appearance of Supergirl in this, and the suit looks awesome. So hopefully they're going to do something with that. Uh, there is Michael Keaton, Batman, my favorite, one of my favorite Batman, Absolutely. my favorite Batmobiles in it. Uh, it's, it's awesome. So it's drenched in the sound. It looks amazing. I just cannot stand that Ezra Miller is still the flash though. That does bother me. I wasn't a big fan of him anyway. So we'll see what happens. Did you see it? And what, what are your thoughts? Seth? Um, I don't
1: know much about the flash character, but as soon as the Michael Keaton Batman came on, it's like, you know, last episode I said uh, Batman's one of my favorite DC characters.
0: So oh, you I'm did! Really, really excited about this, yeah. You did. I saw a cool. And meme.
1: that uh, just that
0: '80s Batmobile. Oh, yeah. It was '90s, by the it's way. Good. I'm a little oh, older than you. Well, it was the '90s. Come on, now. we can well, edit that out, right? <laughs> technically '89 <89 laughs> when the first one with Jack Nicholson. Uh, but. See, that's what I was talking about. 89, right? There you go. I'll have to so, look that up. You have to fact check me on that. Uh-oh. Um, I'm going to look it up now. I so <laughs> gonna fact I'll bust check myself here. But there was an awesome meme that I saw where it was, a, a, and I'll try to put it up, where it's like, you know, 10 year old me watching Batman and somebody really, uh, maybe it was Shia LaBeouf or somebody really giddy and excited. And it yeah. says, you know, 30 or 40 year old me really excited watching Batman again when he says I'm Batman. Yeah. And so, yeah. Okay, Did you find I it? beat
1: it. Ooh, I was close. 1989. What was so. We're going uh, Price is Right rules.
0: I'm just right underneath there. I, but yeah. I won. I said 89, yeah. didn't I? Yeah, yeah. See, I know, I know my stuff, man. Oh, yeah. I know my stuff. All right. So uh, what other trailers, man, did you have? Because there's a, I don't know what is it with trailers being announced. Maybe it's because it's so close. People are starting to think about the summer. What's what's the other trailer uh, that you have on your list there? I know you had another one.
1: Uh, Guardian to the Galaxy. And, Which we uh, just it's mentioned.
0: Number three in the series. Yep. It should close it out because it was yes.
1: originally intended mm-hmm. to be a trilogy. It should close it out uh guardians of the galaxy has always been a hit for me all the different characters all the different personalities and then the music
0: i mean I, and i oh, think that's yeah. why people like it just the music is great in there it's incredible music the yeah. soundtrack just makes it um and there's and a plug if you, i don't know if you ever played the square uh, game of guardians of the galaxy i played for playstation no, 5 haven't. no get a chance play the music in it is just, just as good as the movies yeah. and you get to pick your soundtrack, uh, inside of it while you play. Oh, I perfect. loved that game. The combat's awesome. And even though it's not voiced by the movie actors, it's, it still keeps the same spirit and all the characters like Drax and everybody. So That's great. check it out. If you haven't checked it out yeah. yet, but I think that one, uh, the movie, uh, comes out in May. If I remember oh, correctly, Yeah, like, I think it's around May 3rd, first part of May. Uh, so yeah. yeah, a lot of good uh, movies coming out. So what else do we have on our list here? Um, how, how you doing with the... We talked about your tablet last time. Yeah. So uh, I've uh, loaded some
1: ROMs that I own on there. Um, it's going video great. game ROMs? Yeah. I have played the Wii. Uh, Wii runs great on it, but I'm lacking the motion. So some of the games have the Wii motion where with the nunchucks. Yeah. And yeah. I don't have that with a controller.
0: Have you tried any of the Wii U games on it?
1: Uh, yeah, I have. I played uh, Super Smash Brothers. So that was good. And then, some of those uh, don't
0: have as much motion control in the Wii. you. No, because they just had the big normal pad, controls. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So that's the highest uh, system I've ran on there, and it runs flawlessly. That's like awesome. So I think I've got uh, six gigs of RAM on
0: board, and then uh, pretty hefty processor. So how many games total do you have loaded on it? Would you say?
1: Oh, uh, I've got a 128 gig uh, micro
0: SD card, and I'm. Maybe two, three hundred games. So, quite a bit. That's pretty, and that's just nuts. I mean, it's crazy. At the other day, like we were talking about in episode one, um, my Steam Deck, small little handheld device. For those of you unfamiliar, I'll throw a picture up of it. Um, dude, it's amazing that I can carry. I think I have a total of close to three thousand games yep. on that device. Can you just three thousand games? Yes. Like, just packed away. It's like a Technology whole arcade. Is amazing. Because I mean, insane. you
1: imagine going to a friend's house. I'm I'm kicking us back Friday nights. Get your big uh, yep. two liter of Mountain Dew and have a stack of games in your hand,
0: dude. It's now it's changed. all on a
1: little flash drive. I sound like an old person, but
0: well, we are old. You can see the, right. the gray <laughs> so. in the beard. So, but oh, it's no. amazing though. I'm really glad that uh, you're enjoying it and you get to try it out with some of those retro games. Things that's one of the benefits yeah. I think of these newer technology things is that they're portable. So as technology advances, you can play all the old stuff. And and I mentioned before to you, uh, I never got into the PlayStation two uh, mm. era. I was more of a Xbox person and a Sega dreamcast person. I never got into PlayStation two, but what's awesome is like this type of thing allows somebody to go back, revisit these things. Um, and of course you have to, Get ROMs legally through backups, right? And do want to promote These privacy. are backups of the games that I have. Yeah, of course, all of them, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, my friend. So I think that wraps it up for most of our news
1: segment, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, we did a pretty good job. Like I said, uh, there's so much going on, so many trailers coming out. Uh, this kind of year, this summer of movies looks great.
0: So yeah, we couldn't good stuff cover coming. it
1: all, but we just hit highlights.
0: That's right. That's right. We're going to actually try to hit up the, the movies uh, this weekend and maybe we'll talk about it next episode. Uh, it's one that I'm really wanting to see knock at the cabin and it stars yeah. Dave Batista coincidentally plays Drax inside of guardians of the galaxy. Also a former WWE professional wrestler. He's, he's a pretty cool guy, um, but the movie's done by M night Shyamalan. Yeah. Uh, he, he's the guy that always has twists. He did uh, six, sense signs which we were talking about aliens great alien movie uh he had a slump there for a while but this movie's getting pretty good reviews and i'm excited to see it so i hope we can talk about it maybe if i get a chance to see it this week absolutely yeah let me know how it is i sure will oh i will mention honorable mention on movie front uh, (laughs) i liked it and i didn't think i would my my wife wanted to see it really bad because i thought it was going to be like a scary flick it wasn't at all megan have you heard of this oh yeah, so is
1: that, uh, I'll ask you since you watch it, is that like the upgraded Chucky?
0: Yeah, but oh. I'd almost or, argue or better. different, yeah, yeah. From a story standpoint, it's better. So for those of you that don't know, and I'll not do any spoilers, you can see this in the trailer. It's essentially uh, a toy company creates a, uh, a a robot that looks very human-like and has an AI, an artificial intelligence, which we yeah. kind of touched on with ChatGPT last last episode. And basically it doesn't go very well, but it's not, I thought it was going to be like, um, like a, like a, a slasher or jump scare. Not at all. It actually is a very slow burn. But it's a good movie. I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I think the part is because I'm in technology. The part that freaked me out was a lot of what they were doing. Cause I watch movies that drives my wife nuts. I'll just be like, that's not possible. That's not how IP addresses work. You can't trace it like that. You know, right, right. <laughs> I yeah. ruin it. Right. That's uh, the same with uh, law enforcement cops. Like, that like doesn't that. happen. We don't chalk yeah. the body. No, no. We don't, no. we don't chalk the body when there's a murder. Right. You know, there's not 20 rounds in that revolver. What are you doing? I know. Yeah. I stuff? count them, you know, although right. John Wick is pretty accurate. I will call oh, that out. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, right. so this movie, though, um, there are some things in it. technology like, eh, it's a little bit of leap, but we're there. And I think that was the part that was the most unnerving for me, because most movies I watch, unless it's like extreme sci-fi, I have this air of skepticism where I'm like, that's not possible. It's not going to happen. Yeah. This yeah. movie, I was kind of like, oof. Kind of creeping me out a little bit uh because they did really well with getting the technology right and, and that sort of thing. So if you haven't seen it, uh check out Megan. It has like a number three for the E in it in the title. Go watch the trailer. It's not as scary as the trailer the trailer presents it as being like this big slasher scary. It's not. It is not, it's more That's of a thriller true. and it's a slow burn. Um it's a decent movie. So awesome. My, I do need my to my check got it one out. Right. Yeah, yeah, check it out, man. So what else do we have on the list? Uh, I think that about covers it for top news, Dylan. All right, man. So I think we're good to move on. Yeah, let's move on. So one of the things that uh, we wanted to talk about uh, is we cover everything from movies and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but one thing that's been near and dear to us is uh, always talking about um, old video games, as you noticed. Mm-hmm. But this is a little different. The question was, what is the game that stuck with you that that made you a gamer? or just kind of pulled you in. Is that right? Am I getting, getting that? I topic believe so. Yeah. Kind of
1: get a little nostalgia here. And, uh, what game like, Oh, okay. Games are awesome. Games are adventures. They're
0: stories. They're lives like that I want to live safely. Yeah. What's yours. You go first, man. What, what's the first one that drew, drew you in? And what uh, was it? So
1: I would a lot. So my brother and my cousin played a lot, uh, but legend of cage on the NES Great! You know, great. I don't know uh, if I know that one. Kind of a ninja, side-scrolling, slashing, jumping in trees, throwing oh, wow. shooting
0: stars. It's like Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. I'm checking it out uh, online for those of you uh, not. <laughs> Very, yeah, uh, That I've was a really good this. one.
1: Um, it's kind of side-scroll back and forth and jump up and jump back down. Uh, action there. Uh, the other one I have to, have to say, it's, it's years later, is Age of Empires. Just wow. the, all the stuff you can do, upgrading your units and your troops and exploring civilizations. And it had some good history in it, too. That really got me into gaming. So. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of hours, huh?
0: Oh, lots of hours in Age of Empires. Yeah. Have you played the Age of Empires uh, remastered or remake?
1: Yes, I have that. Yeah. So they came out with the HD collections in the uh, early 2000s. I don't have mm-hmm. the exact year, but then they just came out with the remasters, uh, like 2019 Twenty twenty maybe. I think they they're really good. Yep. I've not played their of Fun playing the same missions I played back in the day, mm-hmm. but at such higher quality and some new features and some new uh, units
0: and graphics.
1: They did something really similar
0: good. with another game, Command and Conquer. I know you mentioned you were playing that yes. as well, weren't you?
1: Yeah, Command and Conquer, the new one has a thing you can hit tab or hit uh, a key on the keyboard, and it immediately switches to the old graphics pixels.
0: The yeah, old so you
1: kind of have a grainy feel for it, a little bit of nostalgia.
0: That's really cool. Such a great series. That's awesome, man. So, what uh, what was it about those games that pulled you in? What made them different outside of like Mario, which is like a staple, or Pac Man, mm-hmm. right? We always hear about those. What was it about that that drew you in?
1: I think what was different the, about it? Yeah, the action of uh, jumping through trees, and then the background uh, would have like lightning flashes and. Lighting effects. It was really cool.
0: So just more immersion. Yep. That's
1: awesome. The the Age of Empires, really just the history behind it. Uh, And you look it up, uh, they have historical facts about the Romans and the Greeks and all the uh,
0: empires back then. Another good one is civilization. Yes. Most of these Age of Empire and uh, civilization, they're top-down strategy. Think of uh, Risk, the Risk board game, kind of like that, right? Is that a good explanation of it? It is, yeah. But with units, so that you were able to... You had to manage resources, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, so now, I what would you, you say have... is that, What's the difference between those two? Between Civilization and Age of Empires? is Are both uh, turn-based? Like, what's I'd the difference
1: say they uh, kind of similar. The turn-based was uh, Civilization. You kind of did all your moves. You did all your upgrading with the cities and stuff. And then you do your turn, and then you watch as the... Enemies and the friendlies around you do their turns, upgrade their cities and civilizations where age of empires, it's live action or it's not turn-based. It's a more real time strategy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Gotcha. To use my correct uh, terms here. <laughs> so while so you're doing stuff, doing stuff, the enemy's doing stuff. Yep. So you're doing stuff, enemies doing stuff versus yep. just taking turns, right?
1: Yep. And the biggest thing there is to make sure you have your walls up, make sure you have defenses up. Cause while you're over here focusing on, upgrading your church or your stables or your barracks, the enemy is already threw into your base and tearing you up and uh, destroying all your buildings.
0: Well, I never thought this podcast would turn into a game strategy with Doug. Oh, sessions. yes. Look at that. Come, come, come back in. for uh,
1: Age of Empire strategies.
0: Get those <laughs> up, up, walls up and goes. get those arrow towers up. <laughs> <laughs> up, up down, right. down, left, right. Oh, That's awesome, man. Very cool. Those are great games. I, I have Age of Empires on my back catalog, especially the HD one, because uh, I remember playing that. Uh, so I'll definitely have to unearth that. Check it out. And I'll make sure I put footage of what we're talking about on here if you've never mm-hmm. seen it before, just so that you're familiar. We don't want to exclude anybody on that. Anything else, Doug? What, what other ones do you have? Um,
1: going back through the catalog, uh, Desert Strike, really good. And then, it was a helicopter uh, I game, can, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I continued from that on the Super Nintendo to Nuclear Strike and Soviet Strike on the PS1. Some really great games. Getting a lot of yeah. war out of you here. In this yeah, one. yeah.
0: I see a, I see a trend. Uh,
1: that might be a reoccurring theme as we go on. Here. <laughs> but I played some educational games. We'll have to talk about that in a later episode. So
0: Yeah. There were some, there are actually some pretty decent ones. So yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we have that on our list. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. So for, you know, for me, uh, I, I, one of the things I would say is like that growing up, I always had uh, consoles around the house. Um, m- you know, my brother specifically always had consoles a little bit older than me. Uh, so it was bad games. I wouldn't say that I didn't really get pulled in until, and I still distinctly remember it because for me, it wasn't just about becoming a gamer. It's actually what pulled me into my career into technology, um, mm-hmm. as crazy as it is. So essentially for me, it was, I remember I was in middle school, I think it was sixth or seventh grade. I was playing basketball, and I, I broke my ankle. Now, for those people that know me, I was forever breaking my ankle. I was always jumping off stuff, uh, you know, jumping off the house with an umbrella because, you know, I thought I, it would slow me down. A little uh, bit of adventure, right? Yeah. It, maybe it's that Superman thing. I don't know. It yeah. I, I was forever breaking my feet. But this time it was legit. I was um, jumping, rolled, broke it pretty good. And I remember I was home. And I had caught up on all my homework, and I remember we had a Super Nintendo, and I remember I asked my dad, I was like, hey, can uh, you rent me uh, a game? And I remember he came back with Wing Commander. Now, I oh, knew of Wing Commander. Such a great series. Yeah, because we had it for computer, but I could never really play it on our computer because it was too slow. So I knew of it. And maybe I'd seen it in a magazine, but they had ported it to the Super Nintendo. Now, Wing Commander uh, was made by a person named Chris Roberts, uh, who's a really good game developer. And it is essentially, and sound, the premise sounds hilarious, but the game really just sucked me in. Is that, like you said, it's that it just pulls you in because of the ambiance? But basically, mm-hmm. it's in space. Uh, you're flying a fighter in space, and you're fighting a war against aliens called the Kilrathi. They're cats. They're they're big cats oh. in space suits. I know it sounds ridiculous. No, it um, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's really good. So uh, think of it as like you know, kind of like Battlestar Galactica uh, with the spaceships and the fighters or X wings. If you're a Star Wars person, look at what I'm wearing. I've got an X wing on my shirt. For those of you uh, on the video watching, but um, it was a great game. It pulled me in, and I loved it. It was amazing. Love the music and everything. Later in the timeline. We were able to get a better computer to play it. You had to have a sound blaster. You had to have a certain processor. Uh, I remember I mowed lawns so that I could upgrade the processor on the computer so I could play this game. I was obsessed with playing this game. And uh, they did a series of them. There's Wing Commander 1 and 2. The advantage, of course, playing on the PC versus the Nintendo was better graphics. Um, better sound, all of that. Uh, now later in the, the mid to late nineties, they moved into full motion video where they had decision trees, very much like Skyrim or what we talked about where, you know, a character would say something to you and you had to make a decision of what are you going to say? And that would then direct the game to a different path. And there were multiple endings. And the cool thing is, is with wing commander three and four, they had Chris Hamill who played Luke Skywalker as the main character in the game. And it was all full motion video. And I just love those games. That really is what got me into gaming in general, specifically into PC gaming, because when I wanted to play the game, if my dad wasn't around and the sound card wasn't working, I had to teach myself. I'm really going to date myself here. How to get in and edit the autoset back sys to make sure oh, the Sound Blaster yeah. had the right address settings. Boy, that sounded really geeky there. No, so I, there's my nerd card. I'm throwing it down. I can even repeat probably the, uh, the address settings for the Sound Blaster 16, which was 227 and 1. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know why I remember that, but uh, I remember that. And I remember the Commodore, uh, when we had a Commodore, what the command lines were. But I can't remember what I had for breakfast. Yeah, you know, hey, figure that out.
1: But those were good times, you know. Uh, oh no, this game's not working. I am going
0: to fix this right here, right now. It forced no. me to learn the computer. It forced yep. me to learn things about it. So then later on in life, uh, when I had the opportunity to get into technology, I was like, oh well, I like computer games. You know, I'll do it. You know, and that kind of launched me. So it had an impact on me that wasn't just um, one of those things where it was like, well, yes, I'm a lifelong gamer now. It also impacted career choices it impacted you know so many things like i like writing you know it influences my writing it influences so much uh, a part of who i am as a person so i love that game now i i will honorable mention for that game uh they did make a full-blown movie with freddie prince jr uh, personally i'm not a fan because it they made the, the the kill rothy don't look like cats they have no hair yeah. they're like hairless cats like um the movie didn't do well and it shouldn't have I, i'm not a fan I don't know if you ever saw it. Did you, did you I, check that movie? I did movie? see it.
1: I uh, liked it, but I've never played the game. So. Frame of reference.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. We'll get into that when we're talking about so The Last of Us. So I didn't see that true Kilrathi. <laughs> you did not. You did no. not. And we'll get into those comparisons we have on our list. We're going to talk about The Last of Us, um, which is on HBO Max. It's yep. a video game, been adapted. It's a great show, but I probably have some hot takes on it that will yep. be very similar to what Doug's saying. See, that's another one
1: that uh, I've watched the show. I love the show. But you've played the game, and so you'll have some- uh, Frame of reference, exactly.
0: So the other topic that we'll get into tied to this Wing Commander thing is um, there is a game. And we're going to make it a a whole topic because I have a friend of mine who I would dare say is probably an expert in it. Uh, But Chris Roberts, that company that made Wing Commander, they got bought by uh, Electronic Arts. Um, and they basically just sit on the prop, the IP, the intellectual property. They've not made it in New wing commander games, you know? Um, and Chris Roberts basically started his own game company and he started a game called star citizen. Now he did what was called early funding backing, where you could have people, uh, you know, donate. I will admit I was a backer of it, uh, back. Gosh, it was a long time ago. I have to go back and look at what the date was. But it, and the problem is, is that uh, it's controversial as well. He's trying to remake Wing Commander, but he's, he's wanting it to be this grand, epic multiplayer game where it's a persistent universe. It's very grand what he's trying to do. Spaceships, whole nine yards. They don't have the cats in this one. Uh, but uh, it's been in alpha, meaning that it's not a full-fledged game and it crashes a lot, but people have sunk so much money into it. And it's the highest grossing privately funded through donation game development project ever. And a lot of people criticize it because it says it's never going to get completed and that sort of thing, but we'll have an episode on that as well, but that it's tied to wing commander. That's why I bring it up.
1: Yeah. I'm excited to uh, play it. I've heard a lot from you and I've seen a lot of stuff on YouTube. It looks really in depth, a lot of choices, a lot of customizations to your ships and, yeah, places to
0: explore. So it yeah. looks really good. It's fun when it's stable. Uh, I pop into it probably about every three months to see how development's going. I will tell you the last time I played it, no joke, uh, it's really immersive. It's so cool and b- ambitious, but I walked into my spaceship and you actually have to, it's PC only. I want to be clear about that. This is not on console. Mm. Uh, and you, you can push the button for the little you know, stairs to your come canopy down. Or? Yeah. Well, it yeah. depends on the type of ship you have. Oh. Uh, some ships you can walk around in kind of like Star Trek, like big ships. Right. Uh, but the little stairs come down. You're supposed to walk up into your ship, get into your cockpit and you can take off go anywhere you want. However, when I pushed the button, the stairs came down. When the stairs came down, I noticed my ship started to lift up and it fell off of the space platform. And I'm standing over the platform looking and it's just falling Now I'm. It's space. But my ship is falling off of the... Just to tell you the kind of goofy... It's got terminal velocity then. It does. It does. But it's very... um, It's an alpha stage, to be fair to them. Now, it's gotten more stable. There's a lot of Twitch streamers, people who play it faithfully, love it. So it does have a cult following. It is getting better. But man, it's been in development for a long time. And it has its ties and origins into the Wing Commander game that inspired me as a kid.
1: Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, I need to definitely check that out. See, there' a lot of things I need to check out, but
0: this uh, podcast is going to help me. Yeah. Oh, I know your your list is going to be. Super, I'm a super fan long. of the podcast, and I'm on the podcast. It's crazy, yeah. <laughs> well, isn't that the best situation? Oh no, yeah, yeah. So you know what? Let's go ahead and wrap this up. With you brought up a topic that I think was a good one. Let's go ahead and jump into it because it ties into this. What are some educational games that was your favorite? Because uh, let me start with this. Let me just. What type of computers did you have in school to play these educational games on? Let's start there, and then let's jump into the games. All right. I started with, and not an Apple fan
1: here, but the uh, Mac, uh, the colorful Macintoshes that came out. Uh, you are younger
0: than me. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> that was an iMac. That's what we, iMac. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what we had in school. You know the green and the oranges yeah. and the reds. Yeah. They had awesome colors. It was a cool design, actually. They were yeah. pain in the butt to work on. I will tell you that. They were MJ great well. to play games on, yeah. What game did you play on that?
1: So I had the uh, – my mother is a teacher. She's been a teacher for over 30 years. She brought home all kinds of games. She actually brought home a Macintosh You to had one in your house? Uh, try out and plan uh, teaching lessons and stuff. Oh. The first game I really remember on the Macintosh was – and people can check this out. Missouri Department of Conservation released a uh, what? game called
0: Habit Tactics. Wait. So – the yeah. state released a game, an educational yeah. game. I thought I, it was great. Yeah, so we play that of all
1: the time. We'd learn about the Missouri ecosystem. We'd learn about uh, deer and bears, and yeah, there's bears in Missouri further down south. But learning about ecosystems near cities, ecosystems near rivers and streams.
0: So that was a really good game. Well, here's the thing: I just tried to Google it, and it, it didn't pop up very very quickly so i'm gonna have you have you find find it and i want to put images of what's it called habitat habitat ha- it's uh like habit and then actics like habit tactics i think and now i'm looking a, for it <laughs> a state-sponsored yeah education wow yeah. i did not think you would drop that one on me i've never heard of that so drop that truth bomb uh wow. but
1: yeah the missouri department of conservation sponsored it i don't know who the uh the uh, publishers are, or who made the game, but
0: uh, I found find it out. here
1: at Came. It came out in
0: 1995.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, oh, there's a copy at our local uh, college, uh, William Woods College. I'm going to have to get a copy of that. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're
0: going to have to check yeah. that out. I've never heard of that.
1: Wow. So that was the one that first started it. And then we all know um, Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail is great. great. I played it on the old uh, black and green screens
0: and then mm-hmm. went up to the Macintosh, played that. They, uh, um, they're remaking that again. They've remade it a few times. It's being remade yet again, and I saw uh, a playthrough on Nintendo Switch. And they're trying to make great. it. Yeah, they're trying to make it more like the original, and but with updated graphics. And it's it looks pretty good. I think that one, if I'm not wrong, your uh,
1: par- your party can now collect items for you, like meat and stuff. Oh, that's so cool. instead of you piling it all in one thing, then now your party can share some of the load, and you can get more supplies.
0: And well, that's good. Have a, that's a hard game, successful chance, yeah. Yeah, that was a tough game, but a good one, though. Yeah. About resource management. What else? So uh,
1: other games were Dinosaur Safari. It's kind of like, uh, and I may get some hate, Pokemon Snap. You're going around snapping pictures of dinosaurs and you're time traveling. Okay. Um, Number Crunchers. I
0: hated the math ones. I was never a fan of the math ones. Math Blast. I'm terrible at math, so I must not have done good. I did the (laughs) number Crunchers, yeah. (laughs) I didn't like them. I didn't get very far. because I wasn't very good at math.
1: Yeah, but so many uh, educational games came home for my mother to try
0: out for her classes, and I got to play them. It was great. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to date myself. I'm a little older than you, Doug. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> not by much, but a little bit. Yeah. But technology was leaping quite a bit at that point. But uh, maybe, and who knows, maybe a school district difference too. But, um, you know, I remember starting at least in elementary and even in middle school, we had the Apple II E, which was the, the green screen mm-hmm. and m- most of the games were text adventure based um on those uh we did have some of the black and white macintoshes uh it wasn't until probably around the time you were playing with that colored mac that right. when i was in high school uh, around 95 where they had uh, just gotten the internet that sort of thing uh, but a staple throughout all of those even at home we had a commodore it was Commodore 64 128, meaning that uh, it was dual process. It could do 64 bit and 128 bit, and it would just, it, you could switch between them. And what was ideal about that model was it was versatile. You could buy either Commodore 64 games or 128, and they would work. It would run them both. Yeah. It would run them both. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But it stapled through all of that. I loved my hands down Carmen San Diego. Yeah, uh, If you're unfamiliar, it was a whole series of educational games they had. Uh, it started with where in the US? is Carmen, San Diego to teach you geography. And it was like a detective mystery thing where they would leave clues. And along the way, you would learn about history of the United States and really geography. Um, And then they had where in time is Carmen, San Diego. And that was, of course, historic one time travel. She was jumping around. She's like a criminal and you got to find her where in Europe. Oh boy. There's probably way more than, than I'm listening, but the Carmen San Diego series was hands down probably my favorite educational one on top of that. I, I an honorable good. mention was we had a Mickey Mouse one that on the, the Commodore. I always remember because the graphics always looked really cool to me. They were actual cartoon drawn um, graphics, and that was a big deal. Um, they didn't move much, but it was uh, teaching you letters and alphabets and things like that. Uh, and then last would be Reader Rabbit. Uh, that was one to help you with... Um, reading in your letters and that sort of thing. Those, those were kind of the staples of education ones that, that I read. Did you play any of those? I did. Um, now one,
1: uh, say you're in the it field. Did you have any typing? Cause, uh, oh, typing yeah. games remind me of Mavis beacon teaches typing classic classic. classic yep. Yep. I still uh, chicken peck like 40 words a minute. I never learned the proper, uh, typing, uh, etiquette and stuff. So, I just yeah. uh, rely on my chicken peck and stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, it's byproduct of career. I I can touch type. Um, but, you know, back in my day, computers was not really computers. It was just typing anyway. So yeah. that's what they had us do. Uh, but yeah, that was stable there there was and I I didn't play it. And I think it was for they may have I think there's for PC but it was also for Dreamcast. But it was called um, Typing of the Dead. Now, if you don't know, House of the Dead was an arcade game Mm -hmm. by Sega with a light gun. And it was like zombies and ghosts and ghouls coming out and you'd shoot it, right? Well, they converted it for typing. And phrases would come up on the screen and you have to type. And instead of a gun, light gun, then if you typed it correctly and fast, you'd shoot the zombie and it'd fall. Did you ever see that one? I did. Actually, I played that in a
1: Toys R Us. Did you really? So for those that don't know, I mean, surely everybody knows, but Toys R Us, uh, I think they're trying to come back, but they went bankrupt or something. They had a Dreamcast kiosk. They had a full keyboard with that. Uh, instead of some shoot 'em up game, you know, they had an appropriate educational zombie shoot 'em up game. Killing I one. I kind of went back on myself there, but that's okay. How did you win? Uh, How would you do with your chicken pecking on that game? <laughs> Uh, not very good. Those zombies come in quick, and I mean, there's <laughs> words and phrases and stuff on each it body players? and that's who you're shooting at. Could you do two? I don't players believe
0: th- so. I thought it was uh, only one player, yeah. See, I saw it. I, I think I may have tried it once, similar with like a kiosk, but um, I thought that was an interesting take, you know, to take Nevis <laughs> Beacon and throw zombies in it. And Absolutely. but when you talk about panic, you're trying to type as fast as you can because they're coming at you, and if they don't, they'll like hit you and your health will go down and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. So good take on the, uh, the typing thing, scare children into touch typing. That's what that's a.
1: Yeah. And uh, the more levels you got to the bigger, bigger the words got. Oh, he's got I me mean, very complicated. Party. Yeah. So you start with dog, cat, ball, hat, yeah. and then go like, so know, daffodil and <laughs>
0: weird words like that yeah but I never messed with that one, uh, but you know, I think I may have tried it at least once, but uh it's one of those things that you know I always thought, you know I should find a copy of that and just see how well I do, so yeah. yeah, it's one of those things, but the education market, like there are some really good games out there. I'm sure there's tons that we're missing. I'm also interested in because i'm I'm not in touch with it, but um what are the educational games for today modern? I wonder what they have. You know, I know Minecraft, honestly, is being used in a very creative way. Um, Minecraft is now, it was first developed by Mojang, um, and it was really developed by one person and created Mojang Games. Mojang Games got bought by Microsoft. So Microsoft owns Minecraft now, Hmm. but there's education versions of Minecraft. And the beautiful thing about Minecraft is that um, it really opens up imagination and lets kids build whatever they want but it also helps them with resource management because they have to forge and gather certain things to build other things, to craft other things, to make more elaborate houses. Um, My, my kids, I watch them. It's so cool. They play survival mode. My daughter um, is really good at it and the survival mode. I think they have to manage, you know, their food intake temperature Mm, If gets cold. If it's snowing. Uh, So I know a lot of classrooms are using Minecraft um, in very creative ways to teach lessons uh, about resource management and things like that, and I think that's a modern example of a of a modern game that's used in education on a regular basis. Did you ever get in Minecraft?
1: Uh, I did a little bit. Uh, I'm not good at that. Uh, I'm not good at building things, I guess. Um, it's Fortnite. Fun. Terrible, terrible at building things. I don't have my the, uh... Uh, nephews try to tell me, "Hey, you got to build the staircase. Get above the guy." Uh, like.
0: Staircase? What button is that? I don't know what you're talking about. Fortnite's so. unique because you you really have to have those twitch skills, meaning very fast reflexes. I can't do yep. it. Like, I, I, and they, they built a the whole mansion by the time I got a little staircase. Oh, done, no, I think, they they so. flick their wrist is what they do, yeah. and they, oh, they build okay. these stairs while they're getting shot. It's pretty yeah. impressive. Uh, yeah. so. I, I can't do it. But I yeah, just I'm,
1: stood there on the ground awe and on
0: looking up at the uh, staircase. So. They. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. So, yeah, it's it, but the, you know, it's it's interesting though how they are incorporating a lot of these games in, into education. I know they even use Minecraft for some programming classes and scripting and yeah. things like that. So, uh, so yeah, man, it's a, it's an interesting field and in how that you know video games can teach you stuff that used to be a thing. The funny thing is a lot of my history references uh, of timelines, the way I remember things uh, are tied to video games. You know, I remember a lot of World War II stuff because of mm-hmm. flight yeah. sims that I would play. On the PC or yeah, Wolfenstein, hate to say it, uh, yeah. set in World War II, killing Nazis. <laughs> but um, it's so funny though; those things stick with you. And uh, it, and even if it's not an educational game, I always find I always learn something new uh, from those titles and things like that. And it always just kind of kind of sticks with you. I don't know if you've ever found that before. I did. Yeah, uh, like
1: uh, Medal of Honor and similar stuff like that. Uh, they would give you facts about World War Two, World War One. And then I'm trying to think of other examples, but I like when a game puts historical facts in there and kind of tries to make their game historical in nature, but also, I mean, it's not the same mission. It's not the same
0: goal. It's not the same, but you're learning something at the same time. Well, man, I think we are at the top of our, our time here. This has been a blast. It's amazing to me how fast this goes by. Hopefully it's fast for our listeners as well. Uh, you know, we, Just want to thank everybody that's been consistently listening. Shout out to all of you. We have some uh, cool, exciting stuff coming up. We're lining up some special guests as well. Uh, We even have some event stuff that we're going to be covering. Um, I think we've got some um, some conventions, some game conventions and some comic book conventions and things like that uh, that we will cover. Uh, and we're excited about that. So we'll kind of mix it up outside of just us sharing these types of conversations, which are always fun. Uh, we're going to try to mix it up with some guests and, uh, coverage of things that kind of fit in the wheelhouse. So close us out, Doug. What do you think, man? What are your, what are your closing thoughts for this? uh, Stay
1: stay nerdy, keep playing games, keep learning, keep, uh, having a good time. Uh, keep listening to us. We're going to get better. We're a little slow in the beginning, but, uh, we'll get better and have really good episodes for y'all to listen to, give us some
0: feedback, tell us what we need to talk about or what do you want to hear? And yeah. we'll do it for you. Yeah. We're figuring it out. And if you do have any comments, uh, they are open inside of YouTube. I believe you can also leave comments potentially off the check on Spotify as well. That's probably yeah. the best way to interact. Um, We already had at least one comment out there uh, from a friend of ours. So we greatly appreciate that. So if you want to add any comments, suggestions, all that kind of fun stuff, throw them in there. We'll we'll see it. We'll watch it. And we thank you all for listening and or watching. Have an awesome week. And we will see you next week. Take care. See you.